You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Renton, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, you think of Vegas. What do you think? You think Pauline Dian. Mm-hmm. Cirque du Soleil. Carrot Top. But there's some a bigger act going on right now. And there's major headliners in the pet industry. And they're all here for the Pet City-ology Conference right here at the Monte Carlo. I travel a lot. Have Mike. We'll travel. And I'm your Rover reporter. And my first guest, I'm delighted for this special episode of the Obehave Show, live, not live, but recorded from Vegas, is the one and only Mikkel Becker. And she is a certified pet behavior counselor. Counselor. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Give me a treat. I did it right. Yay. Treat, treat, treat. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, we've been friends for a long time, and I'm honored. This is the first time you've been on my show. You just gave a beautiful, well-documented three-hour workshop on how to deal with dogs. And we have our audience here, our professional pet sitters. So, listeners, we're going to find out how Mikkel Becker helped out these professional pet sitters right after we take a break and pay for this show. So, everybody, you know the drill. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am really jazzed to have Mikkel Becker on my show. She's the first of many headliners from today's Pet Cityology Conference. And Mikkel, you know, there's some guy named Marty Becker. Will you tell him to quit following you? Oh my gosh, Dad, what is he doing? <laughs> Oh, our family, we love you, Arden. You are just 
the best. And what a gift. I, I couldn't believe it. I was out there working with the dogs today. And all of a sudden I look out and it's like, oh my gosh, our friend Arden Moore is out there. And well, we are good friends, the Becker family, the Becker bunch. And I do like that the second generation is coming to help pets. So tell us a little bit about what the topic of your workshop was. And it was very well attended by many, many professional pet sitters. Oh, it was such a gift. So what we were working on today was how to work with pets. And we were focusing mostly on dogs, but also all animals from orangutans to cats. What are the training principles behind working with animals? You had a pig too on the video. Yes, I am a fan. Her name is Dee Dee. She's a service pig I've been working with. And oh my gosh, she does all kinds of tricks. She heals. She's a ham, right? You knew that was a real ham. She is a ham. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, she loves to be massaged with a fork. So that's the only kind of fork that's ever going to touch her. Is Not at 350 degrees. No, never one at 350 degrees. Yes. So tell us about what motivated you to get into the field of dog training and dog behavior. You know, your father is a veterinarian, but you're really helping people with some issues because we want harmony in the household. And my motto is to bring out the best in pets and their people. And I think you you do that. Oh, thank you. I've always had a, just a desire to help animals. And starting with my own dog, I feel like sometimes those animals... Is this the pug? Well, this one was a, a wire-haired fox terrier named Scooter, who I, I got as a child, and I thought she was going to be this little cuddly dog, and then she was a real challenge, and it's pretty amazing how those things that can be so hard at the time end up being such a gift, because now I, I got interested in behavior at a very young age, yes, and so uh, really going through it with her, and then just different animals going into communications and realizing that I want to go with what my real passion is. And so it's a gift every day. I always feel like I'm always growing and always learning. And See, that's the mark of, I think, a good teacher is because you're also a student. So yes. you have completed a lot of programs. You want to just highlight a few? Sure. Um, I graduated from the Karen Pryor Academy and the Academy for Dog Trainers. And that was in San Francisco, but now it's online. And then also... Oh, rough job. You had to go to the Bay. Yes. Oh, it was so, so rough. Yeah. A six week vacation. And, uh, but you know, it's crazy. I was so busy every single day. I literally had one day I got to go sightsee, but it was good though. Cause it's, I got to really get into animals and it's pretty amazing how that just gives you so much more energy. And so other, other things have been, uh, interning at Tufts and at Purdue and that's, that's my alma mater, Purdue. Yes, we suck at baseball, basketball, football, but we're very good in veterinary medicine and science. Oh, it's incredible. And and Dr. Lucia, they used to have the dogs and cats course and don't have it anymore, but I'm hoping they'll bring that back someday because that was incredible. Okay. So we have the wonderful Josh Carey of Pet Sitting doing this Facebook Live. So I'm trying to make sure I look fabulous. Anyway, (laughs) there were real dogs in your workshop today. And where did they come from? They're from the Heaven Can Wait Foundation. And pretty amazing. A lot of them are part of a prison program. So they help inmates and inmates are learning how to train the dogs and work with the dogs. And And now you didn't know any of these dogs. I did not know any of these dogs. And a lot of the dogs actually came with a lot of behavioral challenges. And so fear and reactivity and a lot of the dogs definitely have a past. But some of them just, you know, ended up in unfortunate circumstances. And pretty amazing that they can give back to people. And we can give back to them, too, because so many of them have a challenging past that want to make that future so much brighter. What I really was impressed with, uh, Mikkel, is when I came in and busted into your workshop, (laughs) you were sitting on 
the floor of the elevated platform with a dog named Toby, who is just a show-off, right? Oh, my gosh. But then there was a dog named Renegade that the handler couldn't even get up on the stage. And I just watched you work your stuff. So can you briefly tell us some tips? Because there's a lot of pet sitters that are coming into houses, and this wild gesturing and speaking loud, that may not work. Yes, definitely. So the less force you use and the more patience you use and the more hands-off, usually the better. And so with that dog, rather than having my body turn towards the dog, actually turning my body in the direction I wanted the dog to go in really helped. And then so I was less of a threat, and also the dog had an idea of which direction I was heading in. Right. And also having a little treat trail, so almost like a Hansel and Gretel kind of treat trail leading up there. So rather than one treat maybe at the very top of the stairs, that might be too much for that dog. So instead we're just doing little tiny steps to literally get up the steps which it was too much at the very start so definitely being patient pays off having really good rewards also toys so for dogs that do like toys Mm -hmm. that could be a huge reward for them now I timed you because I'm an ex-sports writer I'm all about stats you took 11 and a half minutes and you got renegade on the stage and getting treats out of your palm of your hand and nobody felt like they were antsy so you actually trained the audience too I didn't know it was 11 and a half minutes. That is so cool. I love you, Arden. (laughs) That is so neat. You know, that's the amazing thing is like when you are just so into what you're doing, it's it's like we get that flow going. And I have no idea about time. And I was just so into just really helping that pet feel comfortable. And the really amazing thing is taking that approach. It's going to go by so much faster the next time working with that dog in the future. And and talk about the treats because you purposely tossed them away from you Mm -hmm. to build trust. Yes, definitely. Because sometimes what we can do is we may be holding the treats, but it's almost like like that um, kind of that scary situation where it's like, I don't want to go over there. Something might jump out. So instead, I want to teach the dog. So movement can be very relaxing for dogs and and actually sniffing. So the the concept of just going out and sniffing, getting to move away. So letting the dog have an exit, teaching them that they can move away because sometimes dogs might feel trapped. When they feel trapped, they might be more likely to become defensive. You give space. That's the big message I heard. And then you Mm -hmm. had a quote too, because sometimes people are just wanting to get things done. Yes. It's not the right way. No. So just get it done doesn't pay off in the long run. And a patient approach and doing it in a way where you gain their trust. I would say trust is the most important concept in any relationship and especially with pets. Right. And you did a little shout out to some cats. You know, I got that cool cat, pet safety cat, Casey. I'm going to have to show a couple of these videos because Casey's going to be doing more target stick luring. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. I am a fan of Casey. He's awesome. (laughs) He's pretty good. He hails, he's an alum of the San Diego Humane Society. Like Kona, my dog, is an alum. I like to use the word alum. What do you think about that when it comes to shelter pets? I really like that. I have never heard that before you. It's an Arden original. I like it, Arden. I'm going to have to use it. (laughs) You can use it. it. That's great. Um, I do want to have you on my show, All Mikel the whole show, but I was really honored that you could be on the first of the of the many that we're going to spotlight at Pet Sittingology. But how do people find out more about you, Mikkel? So if you go to vetstreet.com, you'll find a lot of training videos and articles and also fearfreepets.com. So Fear Free is this big movement of taking the fear out of vet visits and care, and that's a big thing. And people can actually take courses online, right? Yes, you can get certified Fear Free. So especially for veterinary professionals, I would really encourage looking at fearfreepets.com. I would be remiss without finding the 411 on your current four-leggers in your household. 
So I have, we had two pugs, but my one passed away last year from lymphoma, but we have our pug, Willie, who is going to be 10. As soon as I get back, we're going to be celebrating his birthday. How do you celebrate a dog party? Well, we always, ever since I was little, we always have to get some really fabulous treat. We have the Seattle Dog Bakery now, so I'm thinking I'm going to order him a cake. And last year he got, I'm into Star Wars, so we had a Star Wars theme last year with the Star Wars toys. And so I'm not sure what the theme will be this year, but I think my daughter, Reagan, who's going to be seven. Oh my gosh, I remember when she was born. Yeah. We haven't aged you and I, just your daughter. Yeah, just just Reagan. Reagan. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you have... Your pug and who else? So just my pug in, in Seattle, but my family, we have been expanding like crazy. So my parents Almost are, Heaven Ranch? Yes, Almost Heaven Ranch. So we are just adopting in two new dogs. So one is a, a pit bull rescue from an abuse situation, and the other one is kind of a Dalmatian pointer kind of mix. We don't know what the dog is, but... What does your dad call those mixes? Oh, uh, canine cocktails. That's right. That's right. Where it's like, who who knows what they are, but they are just so sweet, and we're so excited. So... We're going to be adding them into the family. My mom, actually, this is so cool, Arden. My mom just had the best surprise yesterday. My dad surprised her with a buckskin horse. And she's wanted this since she was a little kid. So um, three new horses we just added to the family, two new dogs. So, yeah, we have... Foals to the fold. Yes, we have (laughs) a lot of animals. So it's crazy. I think it will be six dogs and five horses and cats. What do you think about Pet Cityology as a conference? Oh my gosh, I, everyone here is so incredible. As Joshua and Amy told me before coming in, that this is just the best crowd and everyone's so kind. They are, they're so friendly. And I I would say this is definitely just a really good experience and so amazing on just that passion to be able to help pets and to be able to help the people that they're helping help their pets. So I am just very fired up after this. Well, folks, we're going to be uh, talking more with others here at the Pet City Analogy, but we got to look deep into the Facebook Live camera and say, <laughs> Josh Carey, we love you. Pause up. We do love you, Josh. All right. <laughs> we'll be back after this commercial break. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Amy Schumer. You're listening to Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio, where they keep it real and make everyone feel like they're pets. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Yeah, we're in Vegas, and what happens in Vegas, we're going to tell everybody. 
And just now at the Pet Sittingology Conference, we have the one, the only, Dr. Andy Rourke. And yeah, he's a veterinarian. Yes, he pokes and prods your pets. But he's also into improv comedy. And welcome to the show, Dr. Andy. Thanks a lot for having me. This is a wonderful honor. Thank you. All right. Now, we just saw how to avoid conflict using improv comedy. I think the world needs more humor. That's what you were saying. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, so, so you and I are, are both in the in the world of, of pet health education. We want pet owners to know what's best for their pets. The truth is there, there's two parts of everything that, that we use in education. It's the education content, and it's the way that we deliver it so that people hear it, and they enjoy it, and they retain it, because you think about all the awful movies that you've seen in your life, you don't even remember them. They just remember they're awful. The wonderful movies, you remember the scenes and the lines. If we can talk to pet owners... You had me at hello. Oh, exactly right. There you go. If we talk to pet owners in a way that's fun and interesting, then they remember the information that we give. And you're a huge advocate for you know pet first aid. Right. When they need that knowledge, I want it stuck firmly in their mind where they can easily get to it. And that's what you want and that's what they want. So when I tell them to start in the name of love and do it for your cat thing and for Rover, that's okay? That's, uh, that's more than okay. That's awesome. They'll hopefully remember it. They'll chuckle. And if they ever need it, it is, it's a sticky idea now. And it's yeah. something that will stay, uh, stay with them. And then they have it. And, and their pet's going to benefit. Uh, All right. So we come to your clinic, which is in Greenville, South Carolina. Sure. Right? What's it called? It's called Cleveland Park Animal Hospital. Okay. Awesome. So you go in there and I know my pet has fleas. You sure. gave a good example. What is the good veterinarian way to get this person on your team and right. to help that dog? Well, I, I want to show you the fleas I, I, because I want you to understand it and I want you to to feel comfortable with the idea and say, uh, I mean, not comfortable where you're like, ooh, fleas, I'm excited. I love fleas. Uh, I, I have them no, for no. breakfast. <laughs> but I want you to discover them with me, you know, I, and I want us to, to have good conversations so that the more you know about your pet and your pet's medical condition, the more productive our conversations are. When I go talk to, um, I go talk to the, the auto mechanic, I have to tell you, I'm awful about cars. I just don't know cars. You don't know a Maserati from a Mustang? I know that was a that was uh that was a part of our of our joke in our show, but I, I don't. And so it's hard for me to have good conversations. If I was more knowledgeable about cars, you have two car people talking, they will have a deep conversation and exchange a lot of information. I want that to be how I talk to pet owners. I want pet owners to know their pets and and the medical history that we're talking about. The greater their understanding, the more productive their conversations. So back to fleas. So you're not talking at them. You're not talking oh, gosh, down no. to them. Gosh, and fleas no. are a big deal. So it sounds like you're kind of bringing them together in, oh. a, in a kind of a commonality. Of course. One of the things that vet medicine has to change is I hear veterinarians say, oh, Dr. Google, and they get upset about pet owners reading online. I think it's great. I want pet owners to be empowered and knowledgeable. I want them to have an open mind because some of the stuff we read on the internet is not good. Right. It's junk or, or people are trying to sell things or, or whatever. But generally get as educated as you can and come and let's talk and know that I'm here to help you. And then we're having a uh, conversation at a much higher, more productive level. And so the empowered pet owner is the future and that's what we want to support. Now, dealing with conflict because you work with your staff and people are married or they have partners. So it is always, you said there was a good quote you said uh, about listening that it's a muscle. you got to build it. Oh, absolutely. Listening is, is completely a muscle. One of the things that I see vets getting uh, that they get wrong uh, sometimes and that really will um, have pet owners, they, they leave, is if they don't feel heard. Right. You know, they go to the vet and uh, they have a problem or they have something they're concerned about and they, and they just don't feel like their concern was heard or understood. 
and as a result, they don't have a good relationship with their vet. And, and, and oftentimes they'll leave and go find another vet. And I hate to say this, but you should leave. You should find a vet that you connect with, that you trust. Right. And this person should be your, your advisor that will, you know, that was with you and your pet. And so if and when you need medical care for your pet, you're going to someone who you trust and you know. And that is like, there's nothing more comforting than that in a time of need. And I think you're talking about the 21st century vet who isn't just knowledgeable in the skill and knows how to give an injection and all that. But you want to walk out feeling like, hey, you really like me. You know you're there for my Kona. Oh, that's exactly it. I mean, I always say that vet medicine today is a team game. And I mean that meaning the nurses are more integral now than ever as far as helping communicate with pet owners. The vet techs, yeah. Um, communicating with pet owners, providing care, being compassionate, making sure that the pets have the best experience possible. But part of the team is the pet owner, meaning you have got to be in this with me. You know, right. you and I have got to be in contact. We have got to work together, hand in glove, to hand get your stethoscope. Hey, exactly, ear and stethoscope. Um, you know, that's what it is. But we've got to work together. And we've got to communicate. But if you don't believe in what I'm saying or buy into what I'm saying, then you're not going to do it and your pet's not going to get the care that I want. If I don't listen to you and understand you, I'm not going to make the recommendations that are right for you and your pet. And so it goes both ways. Now, this is your second appearance, second annual back-to-back to to the Pet City Knology Conference in Las Vegas. What is it about this group? These are professional pet sitters. You're a veterinarian. What's the commonality you have, and how can you together make this a better planet for pets? A lot of big responsibility. I just asked in that question. That's a a lot. I mean, I'll, I'll bring it down to one word, and that's communication. Is Communicating with pet owners is absolutely vital. Pet sitting and boarding, those are absolutely essential in lifetime wellness of pets. Right. We, we've got to travel. I, I travel a lot. I'm, I'm here speaking. I have an old dog at home. He's a Vizsla. He's What's his name? His name is Phoenix. He, hey, Phoenix. Shout out to you, baby. He is my buddy. When I leave, I need him to be taken care of. And instead, he's 15, and so he's, he's fragile. So I have pet sitters. He doesn't like to be boarded anymore, and so we do that. But that pet sitter is part of my healthcare team now. I need them to communicate with me. I need them to be knowledgeable. I need them to know what signs to look for. I need them to be in contact with me. And that is the level of care that people expect for their pets. And that's the level of care we all need to work together to deliver. So honestly, pet sitters are part of the care team. So it it totally makes sense for me to be here and to talk about that and how we communicate and how we provide services to pet owners and how we take care of pets. Josh Carey brought this group together. It was a dream five years ago, and he keeps getting bigger and bigger attendance. What is it about him that said, yeah, I'm going to get on a plane and go back to Vegas? You know, when I see things in, in pet care, the initiatives, the organizations that take off, they have this um, inspired leader. Right. And that is, like, I don't, don't play this for him. Don't let him know I'm saying this. No, uh, only the 800,000 oh, yeah. people listen to the show. Right. Only between yeah. us and yeah. them, right? Yeah. Josh, if you're out there, turn this off. I don't want your head to inflate. But he is, he is the um, inspired and inspiring leader. Right. This is his baby. It's his passion. It's what he thinks about first thing in the morning and, and last thing before he goes to bed at night. And it shows in everything that's here is that um, when you come to this conference, there is this tireless man who right. has worked himself to death so that you can benefit. And everybody knows it, and they appreciate it, and they are here to learn. And it's just, you don't see that a lot of places. I speak all over the world, but this place is special because of the people who come back again and again and the passion that Josh has as a leader. This is something that somebody cares so deeply about, and you can't come here and not feel that. I I agree. Now, we're talking to Dr. Andy Rourke, and how do we find out more about you? I know you go on improv stages. I'm from the (laughs) Chicago area, land of improv, Wall Street and all that. 
but where do we find out more about you? The, probably the most likely place that you see me is, is Facebook. So Facebook.com is Dr. Andy Rourke. we got about 200,000 Facebook friends. R-O-A-R-K? Yep. D-R-A-N-D-Y-R-O-A-R-K. That's how we spell. Dr. Andy Rourke. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, Facebook, I do a ton. You can also check out my website. It is all about life in vet medicine and, and in pet health care. Including so, the YouTube and the Kona Shame? Oh, gosh, yeah. we got funny YouTube videos. I have, uh, I've got probably about 50 different veterinarians that write for the site. I have uh, pet sitters that write. I have technicians that write. It's honestly quite a production. Um, it's DrAndyRourke.com. And well, you, you not only make us laugh, but you make us learn, and I think that's the best medicine. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Dr. Andy. Right, thanks for having me. Hey, everybody. We're here at the Pet Sittingology Conference, and our next person up to bat is the one and only Dr. Sue Edinger, and her subject is oncology. Now, don't gasp. Don't groan, because this is one of the most optimistic persons I have met, and you know what? Because she backs it with evidence. So welcome to the show, Dr. Sue. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Now, you have stellar credentials. You've been to Cornell. You're, how long have you been a veterinary oncologist? Uh, since I finished my residency in 2003. Okay. You talk at vet conferences, but you're here to the front line, the pet sitters. So tell me a little bit about how important it is for you to get the message out to pet sitters about learning what are myths and what are facts when it comes to cancer in our dogs and cats? Well, there's so many myths and misconceptions about pets and cancer. People think that treatment's not going to be well tolerated, that pets are going to be very sick, and that there are no treatment options. And the truth is, we have a lot of treatment options for dogs and cats with cancer. Treatment is very well tolerated, and cancer is not a death sentence. Thank you. Now, you have, I love this, you trademarked it. I can't repeat it. I sort of know, but let's hear your trademark, because this is an important model. model. So my program is all about early detection for lumps and bumps in dogs and cats. The program is called See Something, Do Something, Why Wait, Aspirate. The See Something is if your dog or cat has a lump or bump that is the size of a pea and been there a month, we want to go to the veterinarian and get an aspirate. And that's a, a very quick procedure where they stick a needle in the mass and collect some cells so we can find out if it's benign or malignant and do something about it. So right. see something, see the mass, do something, go to the vet and get an aspirate. And you also stress, I'm going to look at peas and M&Ms totally <laughs> different. So talk to us about what the size means. Right. So the whole point is we need to find these lumps and bumps when they're smaller and more treatable. And what I want people to remember is our mascot is Hope the Pea. And so we want everyone to be hopeful about finding cancer early. And even malignant cancers, so most skin and subcutaneous tumors, can be cured with just surgery if we find them when they're small. Mm -hmm. And so for small, we pick the P, which is a centimeter, which is half the size of a penny. Right. And I, again, I also made the reference to an M&M because that's also a centimeter. So if we find those lumps and bumps early, we can remove them. And that should be all we need to do for many of the cancers that we see in dogs and cats. And then you talked about a new type of uh, weapon against cancer, particularly for cancers that may be in the brain mm -hmm. or, you know, on the nose area, the nasal passages. Talk about the CyberKnife. Yeah, so the CyberKnife is a type of stereotactic radiation. It's a really big word, but basically what to remember is it's usually for deep deep tumors like brain tumors, nose tumors, some upper jaw tumors, and bone tumors. But it allows us to, instead of doing surgery, mm -hmm. to treat the tumor with one to three doses of radiation in place of surgery. And it's very effective, and it, it treats within millimeter accuracy. So we can treat this tumor with much less treatments and a lot less side effects and a lot less anesthesia. 
Now, you're an optimistic person, and you're in the ecology field, and you shared many good examples of, the, of some dogs and cats that you've treated, including your own cat. Yeah, so I'll be honest, my kitty with lymphoma didn't do as well as some of my other patients, which I always feel is like Murphy's Law when you're a veterinarian. But I have dogs that are, and cats that have come to see me with advanced metastatic cancer, meaning their cancer has spread to their lungs. And when I was a resident, we were taught there's not a lot of good options, keep them comfortable, one to two months, maybe three months. I have some dogs, I shared Goliath. He came to see me, he had thyroid cancer with spread to his lungs. He's out three and a half years later. I have a kitty with Felicity, multiple lung tumors, and she is with me a year and a half later. So that is why I'm optimistic because one, we have newer treatment options and we focus on quality of life not just after treatment, but during treatment. And most of my pets have very little side effects, if any, as they're going through treatment. Seeing is believing, and that's why I'm so optimistic about what I do. You have a couple of handouts. I want you to give a shout out to the yeah. DVM 360. Yeah, so DVM 360 uh, has been very helpful for helping me get my information to veterinarians to give to pet owners. So I have an information sheet about chemotherapy and if your dog or cat is going through chemo and you need those guidelines on how to handle everything at home, you can go there. So it's dvm360.com. In the search box, put my name, Sue Edinger, and then all of my videos and handouts will come up there. And congratulations, you are a co-author on a new book called The Dog Cancer Survival Guide. So actually the book's been out for a couple of years and we're going to start working on the next edition oh, okay. soon. But this is a great book for pet owners. Unfortunately, this one's for dogs. So sorry, cat owners, but uh, that's something else I'd like to do. But it's a really great resource if, unfortunately, your pet's been diagnosed with cancer. It's going to walk you through not just the treatment options and supplements, but nutrition and really the emotional support that you need. And I think, you know, it's an overwhelming journey. And again, with my cat, I, I've gone through it as well. So this is just going to give people a lot of information and resources that they can digest at home, on the couch, with a cup of tea, in their own time. You know what I mean? Because it can be very overwhelming to get all the information at once in the doctor's office. And finally, what's the best website to reach you? Oh, that would be my website, so drsuecancervet.com. Oh, that's easy to spell even, too. Any parting message, because you just gave a, a knock-it-out-of-the-park talk, and you had a lot of pet sitters come up to you, because they were all going, uh-oh, it's the cancer talk. You made a difference. Thank you. I mean, I'm on two missions. One, for everybody to know that cancer is treatable, and there are options. And two, that it's so important that we find cancer earlier in our pets. All right, you did great. Uh, we're here in Vegas. We're not gambling <laughs> with our pets. We're getting sure bets with people like Dr. Sue Edinger. And thank you again for being on our show. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. Hey, everybody, this is Arden Moore, your host of the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. And we're wrapping up this great trip in uh, Las Vegas to the Pet Sittingology Conference. And we've got a star here. We've got a star. Yes, how many of you love Baywatch? Come on, raise your surfboards. I have a retired surf dog, hanging 20, but with us today is Alexandra Paul, and it's very nice to have you here at the Pet Sittingology Conference. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for interviewing me, and it's so nice to be here at the conference. So you're getting the Sam... I'm getting the Sam Simon Award, which is such an honor. Sam Simon was a producer and a writer and a, a renaissance man and especially an animal lover and protector, and he died last year of cancer. But before that, he not only spent millions protecting animals, and humans too, actually. Right. He serves, uh, he has an organization that serves 400 families vegan meals every week in Los Excellent. Angeles. But he is a, a f has been a champion for the animals for years, and uh, even his legacy, he continues to do that. So it must feel a little humbling to today be the recipient of his award. 
It is incredibly humbling. Anything with the name Sam Simon on it, I am honored to get, even if it's his laundry bill. <laughs> well, well, we can arrange for that, you know. So tell us a little bit about your work in the world of animals. Well, I um, have been a vegetarian since I was 14. Uh, wow. She's only like 18 now, ladies. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> um, and then a couple years later, I read Peter Singer's book, Animal Liberation, and started to not only become um, a vegetarian for environmental reasons, but a vegetarian for animal rights reasons. Great. And then in my 20s, I stopped wearing animals. Yeah. And uh, then slowly started, uh, and in my acting contracts, since the very beginning of my acting career, and my modeling career too, I wouldn't wear, I wouldn't use products that were tested on animals. That's great. Um, so that's been in my um, contract since the early 80s and everyone's been very supportive about that. Um, I'm now a vegan mm -hmm. and uh, so I and I foster I foster dogs from Beagle Freedom Project. What's it with the beagles? I had a beagle. Oh, and they're great. Now I just, you know, we my husband and I just have cats. Yeah. But when I now see a beagle, I have to cross the street to say hello to a beagle because I love them so much. What is it about the beagle breed? You know, well, I think it was more that these animals from Beagle Freedom Project were rescued from testing labs, uh -huh. and they they were so damaged and right. needy and beautiful, gentle animals, even after all they they went through, that my heart just opened up to them. And you probably also like Snoopy. I did like Snoopy, actually, yeah. yes, <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> so what's the 411 on the fine felines in your home, Alexandra? Well, I've got a wonderful uh, rescue cat, Hallie, and she is 13 years old. And uh, what kind of markings? I a little uh, black, 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 oh, black. Great. She's, you know, interesting because my sister has a black dog too, but they are more difficult to adopt yes, out. So it's important to consider that when you're adopting a dog. If you if you love animals a lot, we never get uh, young animals. We get right. older, you know, little older animals because we know that kittens and puppies go much more quickly. Right. And um, black cats and dogs don't. Well, I, having a black cat myself, I salute you. Oh, well, we're very lucky, actually, yeah, yeah. you know. Hallie's wonderful. She's an amazing cat. So. And you were fostering a kitten? You were I fostered to... a kitten because I went to a shelter to volunteer a couple of weeks ago and oh, came no. home with a kitten. Crazy. You know what they call the first year of a cat's life? The wonder year, because you wonder where your sanity went. How you doing, Alexandra? <laughs> well, actually, I got him adopted out so quickly because he was so cute. Yeah. And also, Hallie was not happy. No. And that's why we, we don't have a second cat. Otherwise, I would have gotten a second cat long ago because I want to rescue them all. <laughs> so what do you think about Josh Carey and this organization? They're growing in numbers, but they're quite passionate and trying to up the standards for pet sitters. I think it's wonderful. My husband and I um, use a pet sitter ourselves for Hallie. Yeah. And um, as I say in my talk today is that it gives us peace of mind, but also really helps Hallie not disrupt her life just because we're traveling. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about your days at Bay One? What was your most fun, unexpected thing that would just surprise our listeners? <laughs> Let me see. Did you have a hamburger contest with the <laughs> I No, I was actually vegetarian then. And yeah, they were well, you would do the veggie burgers. Yeah. They, they were very respectful of, of me because they, because of, in right. my contract, it already said I wouldn't wear fur, which is actually, well, obviously wasn't going <laughs> to yeah. be on Baywatch, but I always included it in the contract Good. just out of principle, and I wouldn't wear anything tested on animals. And now, you know, I'm a vegan, um, so in my own life, I don't wear leather, wool, or silk, Good. but I often mention it to the wardrobe people, and they're really happy. Because
because it's yeah. cheaper for yeah. them. <laughs> so what, so. Was it, what was it like for you on Baywatch? What was something you really you took home from that experience? Oh, it was a, an incredible job. I just loved doing it, going to the beach every day and just having to wear bare, you know, be barefoot and wear a, ba- a red bathing suit and rescue people. Yeah. What could be better? And just being in the ocean and swimming uh, was amazing. And the people were so wonderful. Pamela Anderson, you know, she has become an amazing animal advocate. Oh, absolutely. And I salute her. And she uh, she had her dog Star on the set as often as she what could. What kind of dog was it? He was a, a golden retriever lab. Oh, sweet, sweet. But just a beautiful dog. And all the men were just so jealous because she loved him so much. <laughs> and they weren't, she wasn't paying any attention to them. Um, Smart lady. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was really nice to see her become a real animal advocate. Any parting words before we uh, wrap this show up? Thank you for having this show. It's wonderful. Well, thank you for being so kind to animals. This is Alexandra Paul. How do we reach? Is there like a Facebook page or anything you want to share? I have uh, an acting website, alexandrapaul.com. I have a Facebook page, alexandra-paul. And uh, Instagram, alexandra underscore actress. Twitter, Alexandra <laughs> underscore Paul. <laughs> what? What? Too many. You are into social media. Well, I give you pause and applause for doing all you're doing for the pets. And thank you for being here. And congratulations on being this year's recipient. Thank you so much, Arden. Right. I appreciate it. We're getting ready to wrap up this special episode live from Vegas, baby, Vegas. Elvis has not been spotted anywhere. But we're at the Pet Allergy Conference. And I am honored and delighted to have as our final guest on this special episode, the one, the only, Josh Carey. He is the founder of Pet Sittingology. Welcome to the show, Josh. It's my absolute pleasure, Arden, and honored and delighted is what I would have said uh, about you. So the pleasure <laughs> is literally all mine. Ah, ha, ha, mutual admiration society. Nothing wrong but with that. People want to know, what is Pet Sittingology? It's a good question. Pet Sittingology is my business and my brand, and it's really my place to give those who want to pursue a career in professional pet sitting a place to learn the business aspect of it. My shtick is giving them a website and a presence that they can use to be effective in their local community, raise awareness for what they do, and build their client base. Very good. Amen, brother. Thank you. All right. You know, that's important, the website presence, because now everybody's going to their smartphones, so you got to make it so it's formatted for people to be able to swipe and look. That's true. I mean, there are so many aspects to running a business, and certainly your website is a very important part of the whole. And when I was just starting my own pet sitting website, I come from the website building background, so I had the advantage of building my own for my pet sitting business at the time. And from there, I noticed that other pet sitters were also building their own, but could use just slight little improvements to make all the world of difference. So that's in 2009 when I created Pet Sittingology to be that place where I was just offering my insight. Hey, this works for me. Maybe it'll work for you. Now, what did you do before that? Because you have a nice, interesting background. Yeah, well, um, from a a very young age, I always wanted to be on stage. And uh, right after high school uh, out of New Jersey, I ran to New York City. And uh, I just spent 15 years (laughs) in New York pursuing an acting and filmmaking career. You know, but that's... You did get some parts, though. Come on, you didn't go for 15. 
No, I have parts, I have credits, I have a resume, and uh, I'm very proud of that era and that time. Uh, but when I realized that I need to uh, settle down and uh, find a missus and raise a family, I just had to change directions a bit, but I'm still uh, very into that scene. And, you know, I think you're, one of your many talents is the lineup of speakers, they weren't the same old, same old. Thank you for acknowledging that and saying that. So I like to think that if I put time and energy into something, I'm going to go as far and full out as I can. And I'm going to do whatever I can to make a classy, beautiful, well-received production, so to speak, yeah. which this really is, right? It's every bit of a production. There's a lot of moving parts and pieces. So I just go out and I try to make friends with the right people and see who I want to bring to our universe. And it, it just snowballs from there. And your theme was connection. And you had one speaker after the other who have already done their PowerPoint and everything, suddenly making comments about the previous speaker in a good way. I know. It's quite intriguing that before we went into uh, scheduling this entire event, I knew that connection for me was very personal and valuable. And the more I explored that concept, the more I realized that every single thing we do in life to our benefit, personally and professionally, does not happen by operating alone. It ha right. happens with the cooperation of others, and you can only get that by proper connections, one-on-one -on -one connections and and of course, referral connections. So give a rundown of the type of speakers you had, the topics. I mean, we spotlighted Dr. Andy Rourke, Dr. Sue Enninger, but you had some other folks on board. And, you, and, you know, I'm not putting you pressure on, but I want to just be able to kind of give the listeners an idea of what, what kind of folks did you have? Well, I'm very integrated, obviously, into the industry. So I have a, I keep a close eye on what the industry wants and needs right. to build a better business and be as professional as they can. So looking at that through the year, I just have a, a whole list of topics. And then I start to see who should I reach out to on those topics. Right. So for example, my angle, my aspect that I love is the business side and of it's all of them. It's, it's a you necessity. You can be a pet lover, but you need to know business. That's right. So I brought people in that spoke about work-life balance because yes. a lot of pet sitters just run themselves to the ground and we have to understand how to prevent that, how to be the best person for ourselves so we can be there for our people, clients, and of course, pet clients. So we had that. We had uh, the two good doctors, of course. The doctors were in the house. Yes. <laughs> the doctors, Edinger and Rourke, uh, brilliantly so. We also had a business strategist who helped us identify where we each are in our business, a life cycle of the business, and what challenges of obstacles are pertinent to us. And you had a person, an expert in public relations, social media, and a very tender but important topic, compassion fatigue. Yeah, that's very important and one that is more coming onto our radar. It's not new by any stretch for caretakers in general, but to pet sitters, there's no real resource. And Holly C. Cook has uh, taken that. She's written a book on that, and uh, we're very honored to have her. And then you finished off the evening with a Baywatch babe. Not bad. Alexandra Paul. That worked out 
via connection. And everything I've been talking about these past four days goes back to that. One of my closest friends is out in California. One thing led to another, and he put me in touch with somebody who put me in touch with Alexandra Paul. And you saw she has a massive history in animal welfare and and well-being and our audience here loves that and can relate to that you know what's great is she was acknowledging the work of your attendees and i thought it was gracious she got the award the sam simon award and yet her first comment was how much she appreciates pet sitters yeah it's interesting because some people don't know what a pet sitter is and who we are but then there's the whole core group of pet parents who rely on and love and utilize their pet sitter and they get it all right any parting words before i go put all my money in the slot machine i'm just honored to be surrounded by you and people like you these past four days because that's what drives me the more that i can help and the more that i can receive it improves my life it improves your life and we're all a winner for that and how do people find out more about josh carey and pet sittingology on the website, PetSittingology.com, and uh, all the social platforms, and Google is also a good search. All right. Well, pause up to you and all the great work you're doing, Josh Carey. I have had a great time being here in Vegas. Vegas, I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to, I think I should become an Elvis impersonator. I, got, I know all the words to Blue Suede Shoes. That might work, right? What do you think? I think it's a good direction to try to go. Yeah, but I probably have to sit down because I'm not as tall as Elvis, so that's not going to work. And I, and I know I've been postmenopausal, but I don't have the side Okay, we'll see how it goes. All right, I also want to take this time to give a pause and applause to our producer, Mark Winter. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. And uh, until next time, folks, I have just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. All behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do. And get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.